0: All right, welcome back to the Pipe, the practical youth pastor. I'm your host Chris Holland along with Steve Johnson. I didn't know if I was still part of it. You still are. It's okay. just those last three they were episodes were on interns, so uh-huh. I interviewed all my interns. Right.
1: And you didn't even tell me about it so
0: I didn't even tell
1: you about it. That's that's a strong partnership that you've really forged with me.
0: Steve, you have eight children. It's fine. And a full time job.
1: But I leave them all the time to do this. And
0: by vocation. I at vicarious. least want to have the
1: opportunity.
0: To you're, turn it you're, down?
1: You're by vote curious.
0: <laughs> you just want the opportunity to turn it down. Nope.
1: I just want to know what's happening.
0: Were you that person in middle school <laughs> that found out about the best birthday party ever on Monday? No. After it happened?
1: No. <laughs> okay. Because I had it. You it were. my party.
0: Is that what your parents told you? Yeah, when was. no one showed up was. and they took you to Fantastics.
1: Fantastics. Somebody just moved to Tucson. Funtastics is not ever on anyone's radar. Really? <laughs> Golf and stuff, maybe, but not fantastic.
0: So, uh, did you ever meet Stephen Lee? No. He was one of the members here. Um, he used to, he called it, when we announced it at church that we were going, oh, yeah. he called it Funtastic's. funtasticks <laughs> <Founta Sticks? laughs> He really thought it was Funtastic's. funtasticks sounds better. <laughs> Probably would be better. I started calling it Funtastic's. I liked it a lot better.
1: A little rebrand.
0: Yeah, so um, so we're back in the studio. The first two episodes were on interns. We interviewed the guy interns first, then the girl interns, and then Lindsay and I and a couple others kind of discussed what it's like managing interns and, and uh, reaping the benefits of the interns in town, how to collectively quantify success in that, and how to um, uh, just prepare for your next wave of interns and a whole bunch of other details. So we didn't include you in that discussion, Steve. And If you listen to those episodes, no, yeah. you will. You'll no, you'll really feel the pressure of love mm-hmm. um, surrounding you, not being there. All right, fair. I look forward to listening to those episodes. I think you should. The lost episodes—they're really long. They're lost to me. Um, and I did. Ha- I, we have a new listener that told me. <laughs> Are we up to eleven? <laughs> We're in the 30s now. What? So a listener that told me that um, she listened to all the episodes mm. and just binged them all, except for the Who is Steve Johnson episode. Because
1: well, she already knew. <laughs> She's like, I already knew who this guy was. I don't, I don't need to know more.
0: No, she didn't. She just didn't care. She didn't care about who it, Steve Johnson maybe was. Maybe she Googled me. Maybe we shouldn't have titled it that. I'm thinking about taking that off. I and would. then we do like a different one in the future that, really does get, do a deep dive on who we actually are. I think
1: that's a good idea. Let's chances out the archives.
0: The, most of the people that listen to these have changed our diapers when we were babies.
1: Kyle, you've never seen my diapers. I haven't listened to most of the episodes, that's to be fair. honest. That's in your fair. Mormon days.
0: yeah. So what we're going to do today, Steve, is we're going to talk a little bit about interns okay. and staff. We've done a little bit of this in the past, but uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts on extra assistance within the church. Values, takeaways, the hardships. Yeah, what are the challenges of that?
1: See if I'm pro intern.
0: Yeah, and we have talked about this a little I'm bit. Pro I don't Hunter. remember what what series it was that we talked about it. We um, ha-
1: we've done some some leader touches here and there. We've gone in and out of it. We really have through the.
0: Well, let me ask you this: Will you define
1: intern? Like what when when you approached Hunter over here and you said, "Hey," and I'm sure he understands the nomenclature, and intern is just kind of self explanatory to those within certain circles, but what would you say
0: defines an intern? I think th- so like the practical term, like the business term yeah. is someone comes and works for you and they're a benefit for you, but you're also a benefit to the experience is a benefit to them.
1: Okay. And then there's paid internships and unpaid internships. That's right. Yeah.
0: And so ours is a paid internship. Um, and so, I mean, if you take <laughs> Hunter, for instance, he's been an intern okay. for me now for, I guess, three times. Gosh, um, I know and he keeps coming back. Yeah, he does <laughs> he looks he looks so much more presentable
1: right now without that wispy little Isn't it great level three mustache.
0: Now Kyle at or Kyle or Josh have the longest hair in the room now. It's true. Josh mm. Josh is
1: sporting a little blonde beard and then Ginger <laughs> Kyle's got like a soul patch, I guess. To find it. if you can't see him it's like a really long soul patch.
0: He has a little goatee. With a beret. Yep, that's what I'm wearing right now. Cocked to the side on his head. Yeah, that little neck scarf. And he right. keeps snapping his fingers. <laughs> so going, He
1: yeah. waved at me with both hands when I walked in. So that's what an internship. Okay. That's how I would define it. I'm <laughs> now, sure there's. How, how can a smaller version. church, let's say that you're a church with under 50 students and you don't have extra budget, um, mm-hmm. let's say your whole year's operating budget is like $6,000. Just pull a number out of thin air. <laughs> how do you do, how, do you possibly just go around and get the word out and say that because it seems to me like recruiting to help in youth ministry is not yeah. hard. Most people land at a church in their twenties and they're be like, Can I be part of the youth ministry? Which basically means can I have extended like high school for myself? Like we we just kind of experienced that yeah. at camp. Oh, yeah. Where we had some people that were clearly just going to go to camp, you know? Yeah. Um, do you find that having the paid internship versus the other internship, which I guess you would just call the normal volunteer, um, gives you a little more, more leverage? Because you have seem to have imported all these people from I did. the Dirty South, and then you're paying them and housing them. Yes. So yours is more like a partial employment, a temp, a temp job, if you will.
0: Is that typical for other churches? You think? Um, I think there's a number of ways on it. Actually, I think I think there's a there's a lot of ways to skin the cat. But oh, um, gross. this is probably if if you have the resources and the budget to be able to hire people, this is the most simple way to do that. Mm-hmm. So that your interns or your your workers um, don't have a, a severed interest during the summer, they can just focus on your youth ministry and mm-hmm. college students. A lot of college I Christian college students, I think, probably grew up to some degree going to camps that had interns or counselors well, or whatever.
1: Let's ask intern Kyle. Um, do you remember having interns? I'm the wrong person to ask as far as at the church or at camp. Uh, was there a distinction?
0: I never went to most of the camps. so.
1: Oh, okay, then how about at the church?
0: Um, I remember we had a lot of volunteers, but I can't remember if we had actually any interns. The only one I can remember was Aiden. And yeah. that was when I was, like, a sophomore in high school. That's true. Mm-hmm.
1: What, what about you, Josh? You're going into your senior year right now, and you'll be in college, uh, at least of college age. Does the idea of you interning sound attractive? Yeah.
0: Of course it does. I mean, it's just hanging out with kids and growing with them. Yeah. And being with Chris. Yeah. Which is a blessing in and of itself. Yeah. Exactly. I,
1: I'm, I'm I'm excited to see what happens when the plot thickens here next year, yep. when Josh hits the free agent market for interns, I'm really excited to see what what's offered.
0: You know, I, I'm a Calvinist, Steve, so <laughs> I trust in the sovereignty of God and everything. When it comes so. to your interns, even with my interns, I
1: well then then I, ge- I guess you just deem the lost episodes completely unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, no like, strategy needed. No insight needed. God's ex- fully determined that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, He has, but at the same time. I mean, I'm a millennial, so I'm light as a
0: feather. Oh my gosh, how many labels have, are
1: you going to throw on yourself? I don't have expectations. Like I'm high a Calvinist, I'm a millennial. <laughs> I got two more. I'm a Southern gentleman. <laughs> Libertarian. Who cares? Yeah, I'm not a Southern gentleman.
0: I'm Southern. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I do think, I mean, to your question, like, how do smaller churches do it? I think there's a number of ways. And this is a pretty common question that I get asked a lot whenever I go to camps and training camps. Um. I think one in particular is ours. I would say that our, the, our ability to be able to do that, our pastor just really heavily believes in youth ministry and mm-hmm. wants to wants to shovel and push uh, money and resources and help towards our youth ministry uh, program. And he really believes in youth ministry as a, a really important ministry within the church.
1: Are there interns uh, in other positions throughout the church staff? Like, like in, do you have like a men's ministry intern?
0: Like this church? The, yeah, the one we're sitting at. Um, no, but what you do have are like assistant directors. Or I see. Because if you if you take like Lindsay's position, she formally is an assistant director of youth ministries. Um, Hold on, I got to stop you right there. Intern Kyle or an intern Kyle, Intern Hunter
1: has just stood up, and he's leaving. Are you leaving for good? Are you going back to the south?
0: No. Next Not week here for a week Okay you're right. just With this haircut table. We call him Lonnie Peppercorn I like Boy. that Lonnie so Peppercorn Lonnie Peppercorn's gonna go
1: Not a lot of center parts But I like it Okay Well uh, anyway As you were I just wanted to make sure You weren't leaving To catch a flight Well I mean I don't know When I'm gonna see you again I know so. Right after this episode I think you and I Are gonna spend some time together I think you should That's Just, That'd just be great. a big hug Um. So yes yeah, so You're talking about The fact that Cause of the station of, of life That a lot of these other People would be That are in those ministries Like men's ministry you don't have an intern. I mean, I had a men's ministry intern here when I was overseeing that. It was uh, Thomas Duell. Oh, yeah. um, oh, yeah. That's actually the I've only intern I ever Michael had. Thomas. Yeah. He Stephanie? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was awesome. I really liked him a lot. He did. I've heard really good things about him. But then I also think that when I was here, we just had such a giant family ministry staff that it yeah. almost seemed like redundant. But, uh, okay, the only yeah. reason I asked was if it's truly a sign of um, value or not. Like if other ministries also have that internship or something like, well, then then you would be able to grant a little bit more weight to it rather than this is
0: a, you know kind of a youth thing. Well, it's a combination of um, value, um, philosophy of like budget philosophy, and then resources. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to spend your money. The church is going to spend uh, money based on their philosophy, mm-hmm. right? And then. The place, it's just like in your everyday life. If you want to know what you care about, look at your checkbook. What's a checkbook? Uh, look at your bank statements. Okay. So um, I think that can be very true within churches, and you find out kind of where that is. So when you talk to our pastor and say, um, do you care about youth ministry? I think every pastor that you ask that, oh, of course we do, except mm-hmm. for Vadi Bakum.
1: Right. Okay. <laughs> you said it right that time. Okay. Who's, who's not wrong
0: on it. <laughs> So, um, oh, that's so if, so insensitive. Yeah. I probably don't want to videotape that, Hunter. but, um, <laughs> so if, so depending, if you have a high value for a particular ministry, you will more than likely, logically, I think you're going to put more resources towards it. Mm-hmm. So I think our pastor has a really high view of youth ministry and youth ministry program, And, um, so he, he's more willing to put and try more things and put more resources towards things. I think I'm in a, um, I'm in a really great situation for where I am. And I think I'm a good fit for the time of life that I'm in, in my late thirties in youth ministry where I can, I can work for a pastor who trusts me a lot. Mm -hmm. So when I bring an idea like, yeah, I want to hire these eight interns for the summer. He comes back and says, you sure you don't need 10? Why don't you ask for 10? And uh, you may need the extra help. Yeah. And so he just has a really high value for the youth program, and any tr- any trusts me. I think so. When you
1: guys dive into your money bin, do you ever go head first, or is it always feet first, just because of the sheer weight of the coins? Ten interns. I don't know. Get out of town. Every student. Uncle Scrooge is. Every two students gets an intern. I just don't know. No, I see, <laughs> I, I, see I see. what you're saying there. I get you on that.
0: No, so I, I would say wherever you find. But here's the thing, though. I, I think that um, our church is, is in a more wealthy community. Mm-hmm. So our budget is going to be higher. If you're in a small, smaller, more country church, much smaller church, much smaller income, then you just have to think more creatively about different things, but chances are your philosophy is going to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Your youth ministry is going to be a little smaller, but your capacity of growing as it correlates with the population of your town is going to be a lot different. Yeah. So you may have to think creatively. Now, does that mean that um, Jimmy, Bob at the, at the local small church that lives out in the sticks mm-hmm. who has 12 youth doesn't need an intern? Not necessarily, and I think that there are ways that you really can accomplish an internship program at that church. You just have to think a little bit more dif- Differently. So
1: let's say that that James Robert at the Sticks Church has, um, other leaders, two leaders, or any any
0: size church. Yeah, volunteers. How,
1: yeah. yeah, I'd go with leaders only because the volunteer. I mean, we're all we're all to serve Christ in different ways. So the volunteer thing almost sounds like they're doing us a favor. Which technically their obedience—that's uh, yeah, how I their, feel. Their lot. their their <laughs> obedience ain't doing us no favors. But um, but how do you differentiate the roles and expectations of your leaders versus your interns? Yeah. That's that's what
0: my burning question is. A leader slash volunteer, I would say I can ask them to do things all day. An intern, I can tell them what to do, and they're bound by a financial obligation. Right.
1: Which which I'm gonna say has always been the philosophy at this church. It's easier to control people that way. Yeah. Not in a and bad it, way. It's just that's the philosophy is,
0: well, we can control you well, con- versus inspiring. What if you inspired? I think you can, but at the end of the day, you're still asking volunteers True. to do something. You're not commanding them to do anything. Like, you're just not. And right. so... So you're buying the luxury of being able to command. Yeah, you need a guarantee of commitment. And, and, I, and I would even say, even in this community, here, like, having consistency within... um the culture of purchasing help, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, uh, having consistency, that's a culture shift that has to happen that I'd love to see happen in the next next number of years. Whereas here, it's you can say, or in, in Alabama, you can say, hey, y'all, we're going to have a big old dinner churchwide. 600 people are going to be there. Everybody bring a meeting aside, and we'll make these tables. You don't have to have a staff for that at all in Alabama, or at least in the churches I've been in. Well, why is that? Well, because the culture is totally different. Right. They're the culture. People grow up going to these dinners where everybody brings potato, potato salad and a turkey side, right? Or, right, or or a Sprite and a dessert or whatever. And so it's built into the culture, so it's much easier for them to adapt to a volunteer-based I got you, leadership man. system Okay, versus here you, you don't have that. I mean, we whenever I first got here, it was like, yeah, everybody bring a meat and a side. I was trying to apply – a cultural norm from the South to a cultural standard in the West. Mm -hmm. And and they didn't meet. And so very quickly, just like our pastor, when he moved here two and a half years ago, realized, ooh, people here expect um, compensated leaders. And so what's required is a culture shift. But because of the high turnover of the population in this town, because it's a, a bigger city, then you have a higher turnover. And I think the average number of years that an individual or a family will stay in Tucson is between two to four years because of job changes or job shifts Mm -hmm. or even military. And so that's a, that's a really hard, it's a, that's a hard location to work towards a culture shift to go to the more servant minded leadership volunteer model. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas here it's when I brought up interns, Our elders and our deacons and our staff totally understood, and they're like, yeah, this is a great idea. That's not a hard push. But if you're in the South, that's a much harder push, and they'll say, why can't you just use leaders and volunteers? Well, because, well, and and you're asking, again, you're doing the reverse. You're taking a cultural um, standard here Mm. of hiring people and applying it to a cultural norm there and it doesn't mix in the reverse either. Yeah. And so you just have to figure out what your cult your church's culture is. So here it's very much hey, if you want to have a dinner party, you have to hire it to be catered, you have to hire it to generally to have servers. Um you have to hire it to be cleaned. And so Do you think that that's
1: healthy? Or do you think maybe the congregation should be challenged toward maybe a more biblical view of church ownership?
0: Well, I mean, I don't, see, I don't see within the Scripture a clear outline for how you do a community meal as far as, like, the nuts and bolts and details. You think, of,
1: you think Chloe and the gang were getting <laughs> Roman
0: catering? Is that what you think? Uh, I think John Mark grew up in a very wealthy home, and church mm-hmm. was held there, and I think they probably had servants in that home that were considered family. And I think to some degree, yeah. I mean, if you want to do some gymnastics as far as, like, the nuts and bolts of how meals happen, who served them, how did whatever— for a large group, which I don't know exactly how large that group, it was large enough to be the Church of Jerusalem was held there. But like I would assume that yeah, you have servants and people that are. Uh,
1: they sold all their belongings and gave yeah. to those who were in need, yeah. but held a little bit off to make sure that their meals were catered.
0: That sounds know.
1: like that sounds like the what is it the, the message, the message see, <laughs> translation. <laughs> I, no, know, I, 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 I know I, you're I, pushing.
0: I, I think it's pushing in a good direction though. It's, yeah. it's so what I'm saying is, um. You can't make that claim, but I'm not saying that it's a claim from Scripture. I'm saying it's a practical way right. that a church works well, in a given culture. And,
1: and what I'm and what I'm thinking is, um, is it is it loving to allow a church to continue on what's ultimately unsustainable? Like for instance, how much would the philosophy of ministry change here if the money changed?
0: I mean, that's consistent with every church quite a bit.
1: Yes, but I think some have a a.
0: More holistic. Like your church has a lot more holistic. It would be a lot more
1: shocking. Like when the mask garbage came down and we just started meeting in a house, it was crammed in there, but it wasn't that big of a thing. Yeah. Do you think that some of our Phoenix church counterparts would be like, even if numbers weren't a problem, or if they were, do you think that they would be down to start meeting in homes? This church? Well, I, I threw out, I threw out a Phoenix. Phoenix one. I don't like to make things so personal. I don't know. I mean, I think... Because well, right, as the times get harder for the church... Yeah. I don't want to go French Revolution, but... <laughs> the cake 1790s e- were the, the cake eaters are going to have a much tougher yeah. time. And so, anyway, I, I know that our, our point is not that. It's on interns, but... Yeah. But wouldn't it also be cool to do it both-in with interns, also raising up young men and women... Who are able to commit
0: without having to be compensated? I'm glad you said that. You know why? Why? Because that's exactly what we did this summer. So we we had uh, the second week of July. Or or really, let me start at the beginning. Um, Whenever the interns get there and get here, May twenty second. One of the things that we talk to them about regularly is, I want you to pay attention to the youth that you're working with. Find future leaders. And invest in them, and then, and that's right after we come back from, the Saturday after we come back from vacation, the first week of July, mm-hmm. um, invite them in to a, a dinner, and I'll get really nice food, and we'll sit around, and we'll talk about the summer, and just get hang out. But then, you, if you, like, who invited you, Josh, to the dinner? Brady. So Brady, one of the interns, invited Josh, because mm-hmm. Brady saw leadership qualities and servant-heartedness, and a relationship that genuine relationship with jesus from josh in his mm-hmm. life and so brady brought him and in that moment i brought another kid quay and uh i stood up and said thank you all for coming i'm so glad you're here this is why you're invited is because someone in the intern group has acknowledged that god's doing a, a unique work in your life and may be calling you into ministry in some for some sort of way it could be just you're a disciple mm-hmm. or you're a deacon or an elder or a pastor or whatever. We don't know what that is, but we're identifying within you leadership qualities and abilities that mm-hmm. we feel like God's really working in, in you. And so we go around to each person and kind of say what we've seen in that person and encourage them and then tell them, hey, this doesn't mean we're going to be asking you to do extra things uh, throughout the summer. It doesn't mean we're going to sign you up for this workload. But what it does mean is we want to open up opportunities for you to exercise your spiritual gifts or exercise some of these things to prepare you for future leadership uh, within the church. And so it is one of those things. So then the role of the intern is to call that leader in training is what we call them. Call that leader in training Like we took three of them to our middle school camp to be in different rooms to help wrangle the rooms, run around and just serve Mm -hmm. and be with the kids and be an extra set of eyes. We're meeting with them regularly, as regularly as we're able to, and trying to encourage them to leadership, trying to encourage, and that's just one small way within the youth ministry we're trying to shift that culture, so that kids don't come here and see it as a transactional relationship. Oh, that's awesome. I pay a tithe, so I get to do whatever the crap I want in the youth building, and eat the food, and do all this other stuff. And, and I would put to you, this finger ain't even happening. Tithing? Yeah. Yeah, of 20% of our members. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, ratio. That, that, that's what I'm saying. So 20%, probably I don't look at the what, who's tiling What? but yeah, that's but twenty percent. Yeah, that's the national ratio.
1: I promise you, it's kids out of that other eighty percent. just like,
0: I get it. Do whatever I want. So, so, but I mean, still, you're right? I can't shift. I'm not going to shift the philosophy no. based on. That. I don't know the number. I, I
1: wasn't, and I'm, I'm not asking you to. But yeah. I, I'm simply adding the aside of yeah, it's crazy. They think it's transactional, but they're not even paying. I know the it's piper. Funny.
0: <laughs> I know, and and I think that's that's one of those things that. Probably needs to be talked about more within responsibilities as a Christian and your local church. But that that correlates, too. I mean, we talked about this before, how people look at um, membership within the local church as this option. Mm-hmm. Or it's a suggestion to be committed in the local church, whereas people just, you know, they just don't stick around sick or sin anymore. It's, right. it's, it's a really difficult thing, and that's a transactional um, culture. Yep. And so uh, probably the higher the... The gross income in a community, the more consumeristic and the more transactional people kind of treat yeah. church and life in general. Yeah, I don't like the way you taught my kids, so I'm either gonna sue you or you're gonna pass my kid without having to take this final test or mm-hmm. or you do one thing and I just trample on on your dreams and try to get you fired. And so it's very American, It's very antichrist and it's not good. and yeah. I think that does that culture does exist within the local church too. yeah, none of us are immune to it. Um, but I would go on to say, like w- as far as the internship, I do think um, your philosophy informs your spending, mm-hmm. and it should. And for ch- some churches, they're just trying to survive. But every church has a philosophy. It's just a question of do they know that they do or not? Have they identified right. it? And are they working to, mit- turn- to shift that philosophy to be uh, biblical, a biblical philosophy? I think that's what your church is really good at doing, actually and very holistic in thinking in terms of putting members to work mm-hmm. toward the worship and work of the local church. And that's something I, I think we talked about before. I really admire about your church and, and how you work and how you think about stuff. And I really admire it. I'm just coming from a different culture that oh, yeah, doesn't no. have that background or that holistic perspective. right? And a lot of them don't have a family that works that way either. Even in their parenting is transactional. It's right. We give you a hundred dollars per week for your allowance. Yeah, so you, you do get A's. things. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you know, it's it's very ingrained in the. And I, I didn't want to go to a church that had it all together. I wanted to go to a broken one and try to massage the gospel into it. But um, that's kind of where it is. Let's talk about creative ways that Jim Bob in mm-hmm. the country, yeah, and the sticks. If he, let's say Jim Bob is listening to this, and he's like, man, I want some interns. Mm-hmm. Baby, I'll get me a girl in there. Yeah, if he says it like pretty. that, he's
1: <laughs> <laughs> ordering them.
0: Yeah, what do you think are creative ways that Jim Bob could accomplish that? Or maybe he doesn't need to. Maybe we should encourage Jim Bob to think differently about well, leadership and volunteering and, and boosting commitment.
1: I think the, the fast pass would be if you have... um either one of the Sunday school classes, but hopefully out of the pulpit the pastor teach on spiritual gifting. Oh yeah. And then all of a sudden that becomes that conversation. Usually people use that for a pitch time, yeah. you know, but, but if you're made aware of people that have the gift of teaching or this and that, you, can, you could uh, approach them and say, Hey, you know, I might have a place that you could exercise those gifts. What do you think about this? This is our current need. These are some of our students. This is what my vision for the ministry is. You want to come a couple of weeks and take a look and see if maybe there might be something you could bring to the table. Yeah. I think if, if if it stems as an application out of the teaching, that does a lot of the heavy lifting for you.
0: And that's really how it ought to work, really. Right. Yeah, it's true. The heart should be in the pulpit and heard in the pulpit. Most.
1: Did you notice intern Kyle has a tear in his eye? Mm-hmm. Kyle, you want to talk to us about the tear? I'm not sure what you're talking about. Okay. He's playing Candy Crush <laughs> on, our, on our next one. Yeah, <laughs> at least student Josh over here is into it. Yeah, we need put Luke. Student over Josh here has football. What time? Is, what time is your football practice, Student Josh? Three forty-five. Okay, you're good.
0: Let me throw this out there too. Do if it if you are in this. If you're listening to this and you are in the sticks and you are in a one of those churches that maybe even a <laughs> church plant that yeah. has just hit kind of fifty, chances are you're not fully compensated for your position as a youth pastor or director. Would you think, you think that's reasonable?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, why well, I, I think so, but again, if it's a small church and there's the budgetary concerns, nobody in full-time ministry is going to feel anything other than this weird desire to prove their well their worth. Yeah. So they're certainly not going to the table to negotiate and write figures on a piece of paper and slide it back and forth. Yeah. It's kind of funny how you see how, like all these um banner ads on Facebook about like Read this book, and it'll tell you how much you should make as a pastor. I'm like, yeah, well, <laughs> it's good that it's out there, yeah, I don't know, but I don't know. If that's how it works. But yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. I, I just also recognize that even not even from a taking stuff off your plate perspective, it's just important. There's so like recently an issue came up with one of, with one of my students, and the reality was, even with you know ten leaders that we have, it's really really hard to see everything that goes on. And I thought, what if it yeah. was just like a couple of us? It'd be loads harder. So I think the idea of having yeah. an intern, something can kind of partner um, with you, that you can kind of show, you know, lead and and expose to the ministry and kind of mentor, and at the same time draw from them their ideas and on their energy and their zeal. Especially for guys like us that are in our late thirties, it's really important to have that extra like zany energy. You know, sometimes that's all an intern. So if you're listening and you're thinking about possibly being an intern, but you're like, you know, I, I don't know how to teach. I can't this or I can't that. Talk to your youth person because you have no idea what the needs are. Sometimes you just need a quiet female leader who can be there and listen. Presence. Presence, yeah. 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 So you don't necessarily, to be a good intern, you wouldn't necessarily have to be looking to go to Bible college and become a youth guy someday.
0: Yeah. So that, I mean, to some degree, I'm trying to think. I don't know how how many interns I've worked with in the years, or volunteers, or whatever. But this clip, probably about one hundred and forty. The, <laughs> the been in know. ministry get ten <laughs> times. Um, but it is one of those things. Sometimes the guys that think they're caught being called into ministry can be the hardest intern to actually to work with. It's true uh, because they put that critical hat on, and like you were saying earlier, trying to prove themselves. Yeah, um, and validate themselves. Sometimes you're working against what they think they're entitled to just because they've experienced this, uh, external or internal call into ministry. And that actually, that can be really hard. Yeah. Um, if you're trying to lead them, train them, especially in a group, uh, and if they have really great leadership abilities, um, then they may be swaying your flock of interns or your group in a direction you don't think is healthy. right? Or a direction you're not identifying as important. Um, so you may just have to be careful about that, but I'll throw this out there. There, there's a ton of ministries out there that work with youth ministries. I would say, look into RYM Reform Youth Ministries uh, intern program, and the way that works is, uh, depending on the average income, and they'll research your community and your town and all this stuff. Uh, you go and try to find somebody. Like if you need a guy intern to help mm-hmm. you assist you through the, through a couple two years or whatever, um, you go there and. Uh, that intern will raise 50% of their income and then the church will pay the other 50% of the income and that person can work for you two to four years and they'll have health insurance, a uh, heavily mm-hmm. discounted rate into seminary if they want to go to seminary. Uh, they get to go to the RYM camps for free, I believe. Oh, that's cool. And they receive different types of training, ministry training throughout their tenure. And that's a really good program. I've had tons of friends that have gone through it. We consider doing that too. Um, at some point, and my pastor would be all about that. He worked for RYM at some, at a, at one point in time. Um, and he's like, Hey, if we can get somebody full time, but we only pay them half to, half of it, we can afford that. Yeah. You know, let's do it. Um, but it's a two year, I believe a two year commitment to four year commitment. I, I don't remember exactly the numbers, but you can look them up. RYM.org. Mm-hmm. Um, other people that I've heard is if you need somebody just part time, but the church is so small that they can't afford that. And we'll talk after this. I want to know how, how you feel about um, how do you validate an intern or a, a helper that you're compensating? What needs should you pay it, be paying attention to within mm. your ministry that necessitates an intern? Right. right? Um, but another thing I've heard of people doing is um, they'll create they'll create a program within their church, and I don't think it takes a lot of work whatsoever. Just working with whoever, whatever deacon or whoever handles your finances. Um, but you create sort of a go, GoFundMe, and that intern and you go out and solicit funds from friends and churches in your network to raise the funds for that person to be at that church.
1: Well, that's cool.
0: So it could be a part-time position, fifteen grand or something like yeah. that. It's not anything that will offer them health insurance, or it could be a full-time thing, 30, 32000 grand, whatever, however much you think that... It would they're able to survive and live and, and you know be able to invest in retirement or whatever your yeah. plan is you have to structure that and help them do that um, mm-hmm. but you go and raise that support and uh, the money comes into your program or into the goFundMe or whatever it is go fund yourself is what it's called go fund yeah. yourself <laughs> um, and and you essentially you just raise your own support like a missionary and you're talking about it in missionary terms That so sounds
1: y- fantastic I love that. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, There's tons of other ways to do that. One other way, as I speak with Josh and Kyle. Kyle is about to go to sleep. As Steve steps out to take a phone call. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Another really interesting way is you can find uh, sponsorships uh, from people in businesses. So I've heard of people in more inner-city communities that will actually go to b- small businesses that may be Christian-run, and they'll go to those businesses and say, I'm just looking for sponsors to sponsor me towards rejuvenation of the inner city in this town. And what I'll be doing is working through this local church, but mostly doing contact work with kids, low-income inner-city kids in the community. Here's my program. Here's my plan. This is where, if you support me at this amount this or whatever— um, this is where that money goes. It pays me to be able to be here and do that contact work within these ministries. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so you just find sponsors. And so it's close to the GoFundMe. That money goes to the church. This other one is very similar, but you're going to local businesses or businessmen or people that have a vested interest in in your city um, that want to see the city grow and improve. Uh, and they want they have a particular focus on young kids and people that minister to young kids. Yeah is another way. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to close this out. And this is the last episode of this particular series on interns. I hope it's been helpful for everybody. Uh, If you have more questions about it, send us an email at the practical youth pastor at gmail.org. And, uh, Steve and I will be glad to get back with you and try to address those questions. We like getting insights and, uh, questions from people and love to answer them. Kyle, thanks for being here. Thanks, Chris. Joshua. It was a pleasure. (laughs) In one word, how would you sum up the intern experience this summer? Refreshing. They're a pretty great group. I know. They're solid. So it was good to have them. So, uh, look forward to next summer. Lord willing, we'll get a bunch of them back.